There is a podcast about an island in the North Atlantic where people have been looking for an incredible treasure for more than 200 years. Hello and welcome back to Could It Be? An Oak Island podcast. We are your hosts, Deidre and Dustin White. Woo! Woo! Hi! What's up? Good to be back. It is. We it... had a quite a bit of an off season, and yes. we are back with recaps for the Curse of Oak Island season nine. Uh, we're doing episode one today because we had the season premiere just a couple days ago. So we're not gonna do, yeah, season one premiere. I mean, that makes sense, right? Yeah, if, that's where we're if at. That's where you're starting. That's where we're at. That's mm-hmm. why we're doing the thing. Yeah, you know, we got some fun new little uh, things we're gonna surprise people with in the podcast fun today. Right? New things. There's going to be a couple. Yeah. Some yeah. Bobby Dazzlers. Yeah. Maybe. We see people are uh, jumping into the live chat. What is up, everybody? Good to see you. Hello. 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 Welcome. Welcome. We're so glad to be back. Um, we have yeah. missed you dearly. <laughs> we have missed you guys a, a bunch. Um, if you haven't heard it, uh, we did a uh, live stream. Yes. With Scott Barlow. With Laird Niven. And, and with... Guppy, Guppy, Steve Guptail. Um, we did that on uh, Monday, mm-hmm. no Tuesday, whatever so it was, day it was the premiere Tuesday. was, right? Yeah, just before the season premiere of the Curse of Oak Island mm-hmm. and drilling down, and that was a phenomenal chat. Mm-hmm. It it was a blast. Those guys are a hoot. Every time we talk to them, I learn more and more about them, and I think I end up liking them just a little bit more. I know it's just. It's hilarious stuff. So make sure to check that out. It is already up on YouTube and our Facebook page and, and Twitch. Are you, are you putting that one up on the podcast feed? I am putting it up on the podcast feed. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. I've got the audio pulled in. It'll get up today. Yeah. So um, I was like, I haven't looked at our podcast feed forever, uh-huh. like forever and probably a day. Yeah. Both. And, and, and a day. Okay. Yeah, and a day. And so I was like, Where, where's our Robert Clotworthy interview. <laughs> I know I put it up. So there is something wrong. And where is the uh, audio from when we did the season finale recap with the Curse of Oak Island Beyond? Apparently that's only hanging out on YouTube. And I would just like to say it's from all all the times you dropped the ball in the Clotworthy moment. This is my payback to you. Unfortunately, they're suffering a little bit. Well, if you didn't hear, we did do an uh, awesome interview with Robert Clotworthy a couple months ago now. Mm -hmm. And we actually surprised him with a bunch of the members of the Fellowship of the Dig. Because he'd never been on the island and met them. He has spoken of them. Yeah. Well, many times. He knows them way better than they know him. (laughs) Like, I don't know. And uh, no, it was a great interview. And we actually... um, uh, It was so much fun. The last Clotworthy moment of the season Mm -hmm. was broadcast like with robert right there Uh and it was a drop of the drill rod like i don't have that on the button thing right now Uh but so that's what it was if you were curious what won the last plot worthy moment of the season anywho Anywho, we're here to talk about season nine episode one i know we're what like three three and a half minutes into this and we haven't actually touched on the episode because we're getting the the um pleasantries out of the way the the welcome backs that we love you guys and we hope you guys love us too Uh You know, we hope you missed us because we sure missed you. And now we could talk about the Curse of Oak Island, season nine, episode one, and the crossing of the causeway. Oh, that sounds super important. And actually, you know what? It is. And yeah. this was a really unique 
moment, yeah. at least to me. It's kind of like it's a rite of passage. I was shook. The se- that's what how the season needs to start with a grand entrance over the causeway. Yeah, and the grand entrance was missing something. Who? Who? Marty. Hmm. Usually Mar- Mar- it's Marty and Rick. Usually. Crossing the causeway together. Even like last year, he went and picked up, you know, Rick and they drove well, up. Well, last there. year, neither one of them were at the beginning of the episode. I know, but the in the classic causeway moment, mm-hmm. it's usually Everything like Marty. a blue shirt and a red shirt. Yeah. Or, I mean, usually it's blue. Sometimes he does green. But. Sometimes. Yeah. So anyway, they, they're crossing the causeway. Mm-hmm. We had Rick, Gary, Craig, and Peter. Yes. I learned Gary's second favorite color. I I did too. <laughs> I, I also learned his favorite color in this episode. That's oh. a spoiler alert though, right? Don't want to get there yet? Oh, I, I don't think it's like... It's not a spoiler alert? No. Gary's favorite color is definitely gold. Duh. That's... And his fa- second favorite color is what? Silver. Silver, baby. Yeah, so Gary does explain that he has a silver dance ready to go if they're pulling up silver. Correct. So on standby, and everybody seems shocked that he actually has a silver dance, and he's like, "Heck, yes, I do." Hmm. Except we, Pete doesn't seem surprised. Well, we haven't seen the gold dance yet, you know, no. and so maybe, maybe it's just the same dance. Like, it, I wonder if it's that different. I feel like Gary's got a ton of things, if you will. Maybe. Maybe. All right. So um, they get across that causeway. They're talking about, um, you know, find. Oh, you know, one thing I noted from. Uh, so Clotworthy does his whole opening thing where, you know, he's like uh, talking about all the things they found. And it's like the same opening for every episode. Mm-hmm. One of the things that he said that he hasn't said before, it's like the new part. Mm-hmm. It talks about man-made workings dated to medieval times. That's true. He kind of slipped something new in there. Yeah. I wonder if it's like the medieval times in Vegas. Is it where they go and they you eat dinner and you watch people joust? And you get to eat a turkey leg while people are wow. jousting. Oh man, I would love to see all the guys like joust in the money pit with turkey legs and wait, joust with turkey legs or with the joust? Uh, uh, nah, what are they called? They're, they're probably gonna joust, be really tired, and then they get a turkey leg because you should not joust and turkey leg at the same time. That's definitely a hazard. Well, actually, jousting is kind of a house. Hazard. <laughs> jousting is definitely in general. Hazard. You know, if you have your the jousting stick, I don't even know what it's officially called. Um, in your good hand, your 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 uh dominant, dominant hand, yeah, you can have the turkey leg in your uh you know your other hand. But fine. you're gonna lose your turkey leg, and that's yeah. important. So I want all arguments not now, if you're good, <laughs> not if you win, to be settled by jousting. You know, so that, that raises can... the stakes, like you're you're Turkey legs also on the line, so you better not fall off your horse. When in doubt, joust it out. <laughs> wow, that was pretty good. You just come up with that. Wow. So not uh, bad. Yeah, if there's a disagreement, I would like to see the guys jousted out. <laughs> sure. sure. So who's going to be the first jousters of the? Of, oh, uh, it's totally. Um, <laughs> it's Stephen Scott. Against each other. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like a brotherly rivalry. And I bet they both like turkey legs. So who doesn't? <laughs> All right. So man, we are like uh, I'm like I'm literally one inch into my notes, and I have like ten thousand inches of notes. Yeah, so me we too. Better get okay, going. I guess we better get going. <laughs> we just haven't been here in so long. I we, know. we we missed you guys, and we hope you missed our silliness. <laughs> 
All right, Even so, if not, it's too late. Yeah, the team is just excited about the possibilities of Silver on the island this year. Mm-hmm. We do have the little flashback scene of Silver of Spooner saying that there's Silver. Mm-hmm. Gary thinks that this year will be really significant. And Rick says, how can you not be excited? I mean, you can't not be excited. Oh, my gosh. I <laughs> I was so stoked. We were ready. We were ready oh, for yeah. season I, I We have been. All right. So they do, um, you know, get up into uh, onto the island. And yes. they're about to enter the war room for the first time. Oh, yes. So do you know who was there? I do. I uh, know- who busted down the door? Oh, man. I. W- Watch out for Peter this year. He got the entrance. He got the, hey, <laughs> and Peter walking through the door. Mm. And he's all over this episode. Watch out for the friendly pirate. I think he's got a big, uh, is that something big coming? Yeah, he's going to be finding the silver. Uh, Who knows? Maybe. We'll see. I mean. Yeah, well. Nice yeah. job, Pete. Peter, Peter making an entrance. And yeah. he did. He made a very solid entrance. So. Who else was there? Uh, Obviously, we had Peter, Gary, Rick. And Craig, who are entering in the war room, mm-hmm. which has Laird, Scott, Charles, Doug, Billy, Spooner. <laughs> I wrote Gary again. Um, <laughs> and then joining via video conference, of course, is Marty and Alex, because they had very important business back in Traverse City. <laughs> and whatever important business is, I hope they got it all squared away. But also joining via video from other parts of the island because the fellowship is ginormo, is Tom, mm-hmm. Jack, mm-hmm. Terry, mm-hmm. Steve, Dan Hensky, Dr. Matt Lukeman, Paul, Miriam, Liz, and the mystery archaeologist. Ooh. We've seen little hints of this archaeologist on Instagram. Over the summer, we did. I miss that. Yeah. I, I don't do the gram thing, the insta. What are the, what are the kids You're, call it? Do it for the gram. Is it the You're insta not, or the gram? No, it's definitely not the insta. Oh. Like no one, you you can say ig. I don't think anyone calls it the gram anymore, except oh, for like God. me. You know, I'm too old for that stuff. I like Facebook things <laughs> or Meta, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> My bad. Keep go, go oh, on. Oh, you try to act. <laughs> cool but we know better um <laughs> sorry so mystery archaeologist yeah uh rick says the best way to start out is to toss it to dr spooner and he goes on to tell him no matter how you cut it there's silver there yeah it's- one thing that rick said that i noted mm-hmm. um was that this is his everest and mm-hmm. he wants to climb it and i thought that was a fun little quote it is, but then I'm a little heartbroken about all the pictures I've seen over on on the gram of people climbing Everest, and there's like everybody's trash is at the top. Oh, you mean like actual actual, actual, actual Everest. Mount Everest? So I'm concerned yeah. now if Rick climbs Everest, he's gonna find a bunch of trash because of the metaphor. No, it's his Everest. It's a metaphor, meaning that it's not actually Mount Everest. Okay, so it's, it's just, not actually everybody's trash they left at the top no, of the island with a bunch of flags. He's just going to the top of the serpent mound, okay? To the mound. Yeah. All right. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so sorry. yeah, you're right. Ian Spooner, doc mm-hmm. or the the swamp doctor mm-hmm. was talking about the silver and it's not just a little bit. It's a lot of bit. Yes, Billy. Hmm? Dump truck full. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, what Billy's like, yeah, I I, I didn't I forget about that part. <laughs> yeah. I got that. Yeah. 
Doug noted that the highest concentrations of silver were just north of borehole C1. Mm-hmm. That's funny because, like, uh, yeah, spoiler alert, I'm going to get into the end already, but they're, oh, wait, no, I can't talk about that yet. But what? Okay. Well, I was going to talk about the G word, but we're, we, we have to get there first, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, Never mind. Rewind. Bring it back. You didn't hear that. Yeah. Um, there was some flashbacks to the initial C1 explorations over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spooner says that they found a, a lab that can, de- okay, well, I guess I could get into it now. He found a lab that could detect G-O-L-D in water underground. Say what? I said gold. Well, gold. I spelled out gold. It, thank, thank you for right. that. Yeah. So anyway, what I was going to say is later on, they have they have like some samples of uh, what could be G-O-L-D. Why are you whispering about this? This is no longer down- a secret. I have to keep it on the down a little bit because it's like it's spoiler a little bit because it's like because it's toward the end of the anyway. It seems like the GOLD was found south of C1. That's all I'm trying to say. And Doug said the highest concentrations of silver were just north of C1. So that's all I'm saying. Let's go back to the notes, huh? Yeah, let, let's stay on track. <laughs> go for it. Okay, so okay, you were just talking about. G-O-L-D, and that, yes, there is a gold, a gold, there is a lab that detects gold that he found in Queen, found in Queens, Ontario. Queens it, University. Yes. It's going to be doing that, yeah. Correct, Amundo, and Craig goes on to tell him, I thought we couldn't detect gold yeah. in water, and so it's like, oh, apparently you can. You learn something new every day, Craig. Yep. <laughs> I, I would like to note, Craig seemed so happy this entire episode. Oh my like, gosh. Out of all the seasons combined, I don't think I've ever seen him smile this much so often. I think he's more of a Dave than we give him credit for. Like, he wants the gold. He likes good science, but he's he's all yeah, in. I wonder if when he's done for the day, he goes over to Dave Blankenship's house on the island and has some, crown uh, has, some gold slogger. Yeah, well, yeah, gold slogger. That sounds like, that. that why is that not Dave's drink? Uh, it has like little flakes of gold in it. Because he wants to pull a crown out of the ground. Oh. Yeah. So Rick says everybody is on board with this gold testing mm-hmm. or water testing. Clotworthy then explains that Spooner will take samples from 30 different boreholes initially. Mm-hmm. And Marty asks Rick, uh, what about putting down more big cans this year? Huh, big Rick? Cans. Huh, big brother? Yeah. And uh, they're talking to Irving, Equipment Limited, about bringing 10-foot wide cans onto the island this year. 10 like, like double almost like double the width of what's currently at c1 isn't that a five foot can i thought well c1 started pretty small so c1 started at six inches then yeah. i thought it went to five then five i feet. thought it went to eight oh. and now like mm, i think it's still at five but maybe you're right don't know well c1 if you look at the handy dandy maps you'll see the size that was originally there mm. then another can was put over it mm-hmm. in order to pull more out maybe the chat will know i just told you i don't believe you i know <laughs> <Just kidding>. but <laughs> okay. did, did you hear that guys he just like straight up went over me well i had proof maybe the chat will know well i'm just saying it doesn't hurt for a second opinion or a third, because I have an opinion too. Oh yes, you do. <laughs> All right, carry on, carry on. <laughs> carry on. So, All right, so um, that means uh, ROC, mm-hmm. good old Rock's gonna be back with uh, Vanessa and Danny. We, you know, we didn't yeah. show it or anything, but we're hoping. But we right? know, we know. Yeah. She let it loose on the gram. 
on the Insta? Yeah. Nice. So maybe you should uh, get younger and uh, join the Insta. Anyway, so with 10-foot cans, like Rick explains. Oh, Tom, Tom agrees with you. He says it's 40% more volume than the 8-foot cans currently there. I know. I was just like I was reading that note right now. Oh. And you went, oh, Tom agrees with you. <laughs> there you go. See? I guess you're right. I guess I missed that part. Carry on. Oh, man. So, yeah. Brick wants to touch on the swamp. Ooh. So we're yeah. steering the direction, you know, steering the conversation. And they talk about the stone road and the cobblestone path yep. Yep. from last year. And, there and is a everything flashback. they found around it. Yep. Always got to have our flashbacks. Sure. And Rick says that they hope to find the stone path and find out where it goes. Because, you know, they did have to stop as... <laughs> i'm sorry guys we're looking at each other because right now our cat is being super annoying right behind us which i'm sure you can hear because he's being very loud yeah so let's just drown him out <laughs> so yeah they're talking about the stone road in the swamp laird informs the team that they're gonna have stricter stricter regulations this season yeah and uh, i think that's got everybody a little bit down but it also gives them a little bit of a, mm -hmm. well, pat on the back for for proving that this site is extremely significant. Yep. So they're going to Otherwise, have... they wouldn't be trying to get in there. Yeah. And they're going to have to do a lot more trawling. And, um... oh. and Rick says that um, he thinks Miriam is hung on to a trowel for him. Are you sure? I am. How do you know? Well, we'll give you a trowel. Don't worry. Oh. So we all we have Laird who will. Do you want a trowel? And Miriam? Well, we'll give you a trowel. Don't worry. She's got him on standby. Don't worry. Trowels are available to all the all that want them. Uh, apparently, even if you don't want them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see Marty get in there with a trowel. Oh my gosh! Yes, and I would like to congratulate Miriam on having her first soundboard clip. Yeah, good job, Miriam. You have made it. And that was like the only time we saw Miriam in this episode, but I know that she's going to be a big factor in the yeah. rest of the season. So. Absolutely. We're excited for that. We're excited for all the archaeological stuff. So, <laughs> but and you should be too. Returning to that, Rick brings up, you know, the CCH, right? Which is the community cultural department of community and community cultural and heritage who oversees archaeology for Nova Scotia. And he just, well, that was a bummer. These are just structure notes. <laughs> All of them. Yeah. So the CCH, right? Yep. So the CCH are like trying to uh, make it harder for them to do their work. Is that how it goes? I don't think that they're necessarily <laughs> trying to make it harder I'm so much as they stood up, took notice, mm -hmm. and was like, hey, okay, you're right. But it's we need to. It is complete validation absolutely but it sounds like they they're working with him so when we have talked to laird in the past and we've talked about all the reports he has to write and what it takes to do permitting yep well he has said that they're really good about working with them and you know getting stuff pushed through and all all that fun stuff and it sounds like that's still the case they just want to make sure that it's done right they're going to work together. 
Yes. One team, one dream. And That's that right. is what it sounds like is happening here. Sounds good. Hey, Connie L says that uh, she wants to see Steve with the trowel. Oh, don't you remember uh, Steve making sandcastles in the swamp with a trowel? Okay, that was a Photoshop. That I think made he by really you, may yeah. have used a trowel. Billy has a giant trowel. It does. It, it does? He it does. does. He does. Mm -hmm. it, it is so, the Yeah, trial. Mary's reminding us, Steve used one once last year. That's true. And he sat on his bum while using it. So maybe is that, See? Is that from that picture? That screen grab you grabbed? Mm-hmm. I did. him and Michael John? I did place a shovel, like, in his hand, mm -hmm. but I swapped out his regular shovel for a plastic one. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Poor Steve. He's just an easy target, apparently. Yeah, so... Back to the show. Um, yeah, Laird just says that uh, what they've done in previous years has, you know, really caught every the authorities' eyes. Mm -hmm. And Laird says that they need to dig by hand and screen everything, just like any other archaeological site. Yeah, that means the sifter and all the fun stuff. Yeah, well, it's. I thought it was supposed to be the fellowship of the dig, not the fellowship of the trowel. It's the fellowship of the shake, shimmy <laughs> and shake. Yeah. Might be some good gifts coming out of that. Could be. Marty says that this is basically a pat on the back and acknowledgement of what they're doing is for a purpose and proving they are right and it's working. Mm -hmm. So well done, Fellowship of the Dig. Sorry that it might slow you down a little bit, but it'll probably um, be to everybody's benefit too. So, Oh, definitely. So right on, right on. Yeah. Mad respect to, uh, to the team for like proving it. I mean, as uh, Gary says... We made him care. Made him care. Made him care. Yep. All right. So now we get on to some work. They, they're dismissed from the war room. Mm -hmm. And where do they go first in the season? Do they go to Smith's Cove? Come on. We know that Smith's Cove is done, yo. Do they go to Borehole 10X? No. I would even touch on 10X. And we know that's coming. Why are you teeing me up like this? Did they go to the swamp? Not next. <laughs> well, where'd they go? Okay, let's just talk about the money pit. <laughs> the money pit. Okay. <laughs> Gosh. So what are they doing in the money pit then? Hey, can you go take care of the cat? Actually, I can. I'm going to go I'll, do that. I'll stall. I'll cover for you. Okay. Thanks. Right, you cover so, for me. Yeah. So the cat is like being really whiny right now. We love him. We love the cat. He's a big kitty. 20 pounds. Anywho. Yeah, we're going to the money pit now. Oh, look, there's the cat. If, you, if you're watching the uh, live stream, Deidre is holding up the cat like he's Simba from The Lion King. And bye-bye, um, Simon. It's not Simon uh, Cowl, Simon Howell, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, welcome back. Welcome back, Deidre. Thank De you, Deidre Dustin. Deidre Ann. Okay. Um, yeah. So we go to the money pit. We got Spooner. We got Lukeman, uh, Guptill, Barlow. Are we Barkhouse. just going to call him Lukeman from now on? Because I'm down with that. Yeah. Barkhouse and Gearhart. Yep. So they're all last names to me now. Yeah. They all have jerseys, you know, with their last names. They right? should. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, sounds like the cat is dying. Yeah. It does sound like that. That's what he sounds it like. It especially sounds like that around 4 a.m. Yeah. That's a real bummer. <laughs> Anywho, you guys missed any who's anywho. All right. So um, they're doing more to get the wa additional water samples needed. The, you uh -huh. know, the 30, that initial ones that they were talking about. Just 30. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to scan them for every element in the periodic table. Is that right? That is correct. 
wonder if they found any like Krypton. They didn't test for Krypton, so probably not. They tested for 65 metals out of the periodic table. Guess what's on the periodic table? Krypton. So I'm guessing they probably, probably checked for it. So Steve says they have a game plan. Yes. And he's holding his map up, showing where it is, and he's like shaking it so I can't get a good look at it. Mm -hmm. I'm not bitter at all. Mm. Um, so he's saying some of the samples are coming from 2017 wells, 2020 wells, um, or do you say 2019? Anyways, what I didn't realize and I learned, the wells are still there. Like they didn't let them just cave in. Well, There's duh. a bunch of PVC pipe again. Mm -hmm underneath the gravel pad that didn't even dawn on me they talked about that in the past <sighs> why weren't you paying attention first things first you never <laughs> listen and that's what you have picked up on mm -hmm. sure so huh? they dug them up and found them yep. and then i may have lost hysterically because we're always making fun of steve for his rock finds and they literally all this technology and they're covering up the top of the boreholes just with a big rock. So Steve just picks up a rock and carries it away. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Nobody. Uh, nobody's got a cap or anything. So we're just using rocks to keep rocks from falling into boreholes. It's very technical. Yeah. And it's, and it's, uh, <laughs> and Steve is like, oh, look, a rock. And it works just fine. It, apparently. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but no, yeah. It does. It works great. Cool. So yeah, Steve uh, uncaps it. They're starting at borehole E8. Mm -hmm. I'm a little disappointed. It's not like E8.25-7.5 or something like right? that. But whatever. Can't have it all. Can't so, have it all. Clotworthy does explain uh, the water sample bail bailer and how that works again. Yep. Pretty cool. Um, man, Spooner wants. Spooner is like, oh, I wonder what this water tastes like. <laughs> what is this? Why oh is there so gosh. much tasting of water? Do we remember last year and Rick, was it last year or a year before? Like Rick drinking the swamp water? <laughs> that, like, yeah, I think it was it was two years ago, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. What do you, okay, he says, so Spooner pulls it up and mm -hmm. he says, I'm just going to taste this. Steve's response, who's standing next to him, oh, are you serious? <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Spooner. Quite mineral rich, but fresh. A fair bit of iron or calcium. Are you Spoon surprised he didn't kiss his, his hand? Yeah, yeah, it sounded like a review <laughs> from a restaurant. Yeah. And he, uh, that it's like he looks at Steve, who's disturbed, and says, it's nothing that would ever hurt you down there. And I'm thinking, you don't know that. Do you, Have you seen what's come out of there? Yeah, Spooner. There could, there could be. Yeah, there's bones. So like he could have just drank some bones. You know, you're not the could be mercury. We're not the only ones with those concerns. We did have a listener, Patricia Miner. Mm -hmm. She, um, when I asked for questions and stuff for this podcast, she said um, she mentioned Spooner tasting the water in the uh, early in the episode, and uh, she asked if that made us think about the theory that Sir Walter Raleigh was buried on Oak Island in a casket full of mercury. She was a little worried when they drank it. I'm very worried. I think that wasn't it Francis Drake with the mercury, though. I don't, I don't care. There, all, yeah, all I, the mercury or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, you haven't actually tested that water yet. <laughs> so you're like, there's nothing that ever hurt you down there. And he drinks in. I haven't seen him active on social media in a while. So, Spooner, if you hear this, please let us know you're okay or 
if you're not, we'd like to know that too. I think he's fine. You don't know that. I bet he's fine. You could bet, but if I was a betting man, like uh, the other doctor later says, mm-hmm. I bet he's fine. I bet he doesn't know if he's fine yet or he's immune to everything. Yeah. So uh, are we going to, do you want to talk about all the money pit stuff or are we going to go to the next section of this? Um, like, well, we're pretty. That's how we usually do it. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I don't care. Yeah. Let's go. Let's talk about the next uh, time they go to the money pit. Yeah. Let me find it here. In my yeah. handy dandy notes. Uh, next time. Oh, you know what? Maybe not because we have to like describe because. The things that they do, um, yeah, they kind of they kind of like have an order. Line. Like I think the next part we should talk about is maybe going to Doctor Spooner's house. Yeah, we all know where Doctor Spooner lives now. They didn't give his address. They showed the outside. Whoopee! Yeah, so they had a house call <laughs> with a with the doctor. <laughs> house call for the doctor. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so Doctor Spooner had a meeting with Rick, Craig, and Marty, along with his partner, Doctor. Pierre Pouffa. How do you say it? Pierre Pouffa. I think. I don't speak French. I'm going to call him Dr. Pierre. Can we Dr. P? Like Dr. Pepper? Ooh. Dr. Pepper's huge on Oak Island. See? I like Pierre. Well, his his name's not Pierre, though. His name is Pierre. I thought it was more Pierre. The way Maybe it it. is, but it's P I E R. (sighs) So. Dr. P from Queens University, he's a director of the university's facilities of isotope research, and he wanted to give an update on the water test. And it was something that's so exciting. They had to like do it from the uh, like they had to like go to Dr. Spears house and just get the information out quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was quite it was pretty crazy. Quite important. Well, the, he was saying it was fresh off the presses. They mm-hmm. hadn't even actually sorted through and done the um <laughs> sorry think 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 <laughs> the processing of the data yet sorry that's not what i was laughing at i was laughing at agnes brooks's comment in here right. she says nothing beats the look on peter's face when he heard about the templars using their teeth to make wall uh, carvings on the walls in the templar prison oh my gosh we saw that just a couple of days ago we were watching something we're like oh here comes the part <laughs> it's like it's we, we sit on the edge of our seat waiting for that Ugh! Because it's so funny. There's another, there's a part in this episode that I love that's also a facial reaction. Yeah, it's pretty good. We'll get to that toward the end. We definitely will. Yeah, so Spooner is giddy. Yes. That's what I put in my notes. Spooner is giddy. (laughs) And uh, Dr. P is very happy to help Oak Island. So You know what Spooner is? What? And so I'm pretty excited. He sounds it. (laughs) <laughs> he doesn't sound excited at all. But he he sounded excited when he was talking to him at this moment. <laughs> I know. It just it made me laugh. Okay, go ahead. All right. So they analyzed 12 samples, and uh, some of them showed evidence for G-O-L-D, for Gary's favorite color, mm-hmm. which is? Gold. Gold. Like you just spelled. Yeah. Um, Marty and Craig are looking very excited. Yeah. I think, like uh, to Everybody's me, Everybody's giddy. Rick didn't look like real excited. He's just like, I think he might have been in shock. No, he was <laughs> like, I told you so. I know, but I think he was like, like, whoa. I don't know. I, Craig is downright giddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Craig had a really uh, fun smile on his face throughout this oh, uh, yeah. section. Yeah, so Marty said, he was like, whoa. Um, he thought that gold was insoluble. And 
I guess not. <laughs> I guess not. Dr. P said that nothing is truly insoluble and they can analyze every element in the periodic table and it comes uh, down to the equipment that they have and they have that equipment. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Deidre loaded up the uh, soundboard with new things today. I'm sorry, so. there were too many great new sound clips. So I was like, Sorry, I gotta swap some of these out. Like, what was that one? Yeah, it was, it was crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. That feels good for so many moments. <laughs> yeah. So that's crazy. All right. So they had those samples analyzed, and there are three samples that had elevated concentrations of gold in them. Gold. Could gold. It be? Okay, fine. I'll spell it out. G O L D. Okay, we're done. Okay. Spelling. All right. So Marty asks how much they are talking here, and Doctor P says that for something that should should be like insoluble mm -hmm. uh any concentration at the levels they're discussing is exciting and in normal waters shouldn't be there mm -hmm. mm -mm. so that makes them excited that makes us excited like anybody watching the show has got to be excited to hear something like that yeah it gives you a little bit of pep in your step right oh yeah pep step pepper dr p <laughs> um Marty suggests the gold and silver could be leaching in from the chapel vault yeah yeah and craig says that f4 is north of the chapel shop which is where they believe the money pit was yeah so so they're really zeroing in on a spot mm -hmm. so yeah that's that's exciting good. uh craig says that to him if the treasure was already found and taken then we wouldn't likely have it leaching into the water still yeah, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. good point i mean that and he has a big cheshire cat grin yeah right? and to see craig that excited i mean that says something yeah because that's like one of the questions you have you know you have the question of like well if there was a big treasure there i mean it's probably most likely someone's like oh well i'm gonna take my treasure when i'm you know when mm -hmm. it's time for me to take my treasure and there could be nothing there but this suggests otherwise I which is really good for us and our tv show that we love mm -hmm. so. uh but craig goes on to say he's gonna take the data from this into account as they're putting together the new drill program, which makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Speaking and, of the new drill program. Oh, yeah. Let's go to the new drill program. So they are over at the money pit. The money pit. So if they go from choice, mm -hmm. Sonic drilling arrives to Oak Island once again. Yeah. Bring on the choice sausage. <laughs> yeah. Our friends, uh, Brennan McMahon, mm -hmm. Mike Tedford. And I don't know if we've seen Adam before. Have we? Adam I, McNeil. We, I think we've seen him, mm -hmm. but we have not formally been introduced. All we have today or this episode. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. Craig explains that they found silver in the water, but a lab that they're working with also found what might be gold in the money pit and that he's as hopeful as he's ever been. Mm -hmm. So that's good news. That that is good news. Yeah, uh, Clotworthy so, does explain uh, about the new drilling program and about the twenty boreholes that they're calling the C one cluster mm -hmm. that they're planning on putting down there. And based off those findings, that's when they're gonna uh, then go with the big cans with Irving Equipment Limited and Rock, and uh, put in those ten foot wide caissons. Yeah, it, so they did the thirty water samples right from before, and now they're gonna put in. 20 new boreholes mm -hmm. based off of said water samples. You know, it's like Swiss cheese. It's worse than Swiss cheese. <laughs> At least Swiss cheese has some them left. <laughs> um, like you said, then 10 foot cans and then a DE7, 
which is the first one that they're working on, you know, and Steve's shaking his map. Uh, shake, which, shake, shake. Shake, shake your shake, map. Shake. <laughs> uh, which is 13 feet from C1. Yeah. So Scott and Steve do arrive to plot the point that they're going to be digging. Uh-huh. Craig uh, has the honor of like spray painting it. <laughs> and he he puts uh, the alchemic symbol for gold. Like that's what he draws on the ground. He's like, gold, baby. Yeah. He's about ready to do his gold dance. He, he is he so one. excited about gold. That's what I'm saying. I think he's got a little Dave. Well, I mean, the the hope for 227 years has been to find gold on Oak Island. Yeah. Um, and unless you're uh, Randall Sullivan, then you want to find Shakespeare's manuscripts and Dave Blankenship. Remember, he wasn't he down, with not that. down. He's with like, that. meh. He's like, I'll sell them. <laughs> yeah, I'll sell them. He's like, no, yeah. no, it's not. Yeah. Oh, it's man. good stuff. That that's good memory. Good. All right, so um, yeah, they they uh, mark the ground. Uh-huh. Uh, the team joins Charles and Terry. Terry Matheson, geologist and Oak Island researcher extraordinaire Charles Barkhouse at Terry's operating table where all the magic happens in the money pit. Are we going straight into more money pit notes? Isn't that what's next? Well, because like <laughs> I, I'm sitting here going through this. I'm going, wait, we went to the swamp and um, hmm. so maybe I missed fine. something in my notes. No, um, we could go more money pit mm. i'm just making sure yeah let's, let's do them let's do more money pit so mm-hmm. craig asks if uh if they're ready mm-hmm. and terry replied ready ready we're standing steady i miss that that's a new uh this new terryism i need to find that <laughs> that is going to sound like stat if i had heard that <laughs> i definitely would have i mean it, that's a like i like the word like uh stat mm-hmm. but that's like way longer than stat, but I'd, I would replace stat in my life with ready, ready. We're standing steady. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not? <clears throat> yeah. So in a little side interview, Marty says that uh, this isn't a wild goose chase anymore. And there is gold here. And hopefully they're going to find the treasure chamber they're looking for. Uh, the first choice sausage is put up on the table of the season. It's only at nine foot depth at that point. Correct. Yeah, and so they note, uh, there's nothing to note of it. Terry says, you know, let's move on, right? Mm-hmm. Carry on. And then Rick says that the gold would be the end-all be-all, but he just wants to hold something that says the story is real, and he's excited about that. Mm-hmm. He's excited, Heck, and he just can't yeah. hide it. Yeah, so then I guess we could go a little bit deeper onto the money pit, okay. where the next choice sausage from a depth of – uh what was it 150 ish feet well so they go away right and then they come back and because rick is checking in yeah right sure and lets him uh, when rick is showing up who's checking on craig steve and terry making sure they're behaving themselves um they let him know they're currently 139 feet and the next core should be around 150 sure uh craig says that they are of course looking at the wood and the sediments but they're also gonna end up testing the water uh for trace elements of gold and silver the idea is to use all the information available to them which makes perfect sense yeah so the next core you know craig said about 150 what they bring over they cut it open and around the 145 foot mark, there seems to be some disturbed material. 
It's a little bit blackened. Could it be? It could. And then they do call it out of place. They do call it out of place. And Terry says there's a small chunk of wood, more slivery, if Mm -hmm. you will. He was excited about it though. But he is pretty stoked. Don't 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 take his joy sliver of wood. He was really stoked to see that. What is wood doing at that depth, right? So well, Greg points out that at 145 feet puts them roughly near the top of the chop where the chapel vault was found. Yeah. And Craig then asked Terry if it's a possibility that this is a tunnel that collapsed in on itself. And Terry says, yeah, absolutely. It could be. And Craig's like, yeah, let's get C-14 dated. That's right. Well, okie dokie. Yeah. So, sorry, I got a little frog in my throat or phlegm in my throat or whatever. Uh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, they need to get that dated, of course. And mm-hmm. then in the little side interview, Marty says that the wood, if the wood dates to or before the discovery of the money pit, things could get very exciting. And it's all really encouraging. Definitely. They do put up another choice sausage onto the table. Yep. Um, there is nothing to note from this choice sausage. And yep. that makes uh, the team sad. Yeah, but like, crazy. Wah, wah. Uh, right. Yeah. Wrap it up. Let's move on to the next one. We got... Only you know 29 more to go. Oh, <laughs> wait, no. Are they doing 20 new ones? Yeah, 20 yeah, new ones. 19, 19 more. more to go. At that point. At that current point. And then another two, like 100 after that. Yeah. Um, so Craig's ready to wrap it up. Remember, no information is also good information because it's still information. Yes, they do go back to the money pit one more time. Mm-hmm. And um, toward the end of the episode... Steve says that they are in a hot zone. That's what he proclaims. And I think, I wonder if he read that book. What? The hot zone. Because you Is do not surveying? want to be in the hot no. zone. If it was about surveying, he'd probably be all over it. True. True. So. No, it's never mind. I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> all right. So they're drilling borehole CD6. Again, I wish it was like CD 6.75 or something, but we'll take what we can get. Yep. It's less than 10 feet east of borehole C1. Mm-hmm. In addition to trying to find the treasure, they're also looking for evidence of a tunnel that, at around 90 feet. Mm-hmm. So they knew that going into this one. Yes. Uh, it, it's because something, it's the result of, uh, or the reason they're looking for that is because of something they had found the prior year, uh, possible uh, tunnel, right? Correct. Yeah. So um, Craig wants to also get the water sample at that uh, on that one as well. Mm-hmm. And um, at that depth. And uh, Adam from Choice drops off a sausage mm-hmm. uh, from a depth of about 85 feet. That's where um, that's the ish mm-hmm. they're looking for. Yep. And put that on Terry's operating table. And uh, Terry says that the end looks a little looser than normal. Hmm. Could this be a sign? And then I think the rest of my notes for this part got deleted off my phone. So you're going to have to fill us in. <laughs> At the 85 foot depth. And this is uh, Terry's moment. This is Terry's shining moment mm-hmm. where they get there and he uses his air quotes and crosses his eyes saying, a tunnel. <laughs> a tunnel. <laughs> we love you, Terry. We do. <laughs> we stopped and like rewound it and rewatched it multiple times it was because it was classic. Yeah, <laughs> a tunnel. We're actually going to talk about this moment again a little bit later. Yeah. Um, because we made a GIF and ask people to fill in the blank of like what he said with their funniness. And oh, yeah. we'll go over the funny ones at the end. 
because <laughs> I, I thought that was fun. It's something uh, we might do every week going forward. Yeah. So the next core is at that 90-foot mark, and it has a big chunk of wood on it. So there's your tunnel. And <laughs> uh, so Terry it, calls it a floor to ceiling collapse. He has no doubt. Yeah, yeah. He's a hundred percent sure. He's yeah. all in. Because it's all compacted. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's seen the stacked beams. Yeah, it's two beams. It's, it's basically two layers of wood that mm-hmm. had been apart but are smushed together now. Yeah. Yeah. Smushed. Smushed. Yeah. And Craig's really excited about this. And the, what's Craig not excited about? Anything not gold related, I guess, because he is. You know just what, Craig? I, it doesn't seem like anybody's excited about Smith's Cove right now. So Craig is not excited about Smith's Cove. That's what that's I'm saying. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, but what they point out and kind of Scott repeats is what Craig is saying. We want to take a water sample at that point where there would have potentially been a tunnel mm-hmm. because the tunnel, if say the water was leaching in or through or pushing through from a collapse, then the water that's in there that's moving horizontally hopefully we'll have that leaching material please and please hopefully hope. they're gonna follow it and steve's like hopefully this is the tunnel we <laughs> are gonna follow hi ho hi ho <laughs> and they're like hey get a water sample send in the shark send them in also known uh, as the baler yeah so um should we go to the war room right after that because that does wrap up the money pit stuff well, that wraps up the money pits. It also up. wraps up the whole episode, doesn't it? No, what about the swamp? We didn't even get to touch on the swamp. Oh, I know. We're going to go back to the swamp. And then we still have Gary's uh, adventures with Peter. So which okay. one do you want to do first? The swamp or Gary's adventures with Peter? This sounds like a, a children's book. But I don't care either way. Well, I'm kind of dying to get to the Gary's adventures with Peter. Okay, let's get to Gary's adventures with <laughs> Peter. So metal detecting, baby. All right. Yeah, metal detecting, baby. Yeah, so we have metal detecting. Let's see. I'm trying to find it in my notes. All right. Uh, lot 13? Yeah, lot 13. So Gary's metal detecting um, with uh, young Peter, who not Deidre Peter? is still convinced is like a child or is still convinced he's like at least not old enough to drink or something. But Not old enough to drive. He is. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what her concern was because they go to see Carmen Lake later and, and Peter's driving. And, and she's like... like oh. She's like, is he old enough to drive? Uh, he's like in his mid twenties now. Okay, leave the kid alone. He's already graduated college. Yeah, or he's whatever, a grown dude. Okay? And he's drinking, and I'm like, oh, Peter. He's a grown dude. It's okay. People call us kids all the time, so yeah, whatevs. Okay. okay, lot thirteen. Like you said, Gary and Pete are out there looking <laughs> for artifacts. Yeah. Hopefully, along the stone path that we have talked about. Sure. Gary's already scanned the area and put down flags because of the new rules. The new rules state that he can't go and just dig anything up. So he had to get approval from Laird. He had to identify all the spots he wanted to go to first, mm-hmm. get approval from Laird, got his blessing. Then Peter went out there with his trusty little shovel mm-hmm. and uh, got digging. Yeah. And they found uh, something that was not very exciting at all first, which was like an aluminum uh, piece of a yeah. can or something. It was like right? trash. Yep. He's like, bag it, tag it, trash. Okay, next. Next. So what's next? Uh, let's see here. The second one is what I call the weird twisty item that looks like a biscuit. <laughs> I don't get the biscuit. It looks like those little cookie biscuit things like that I'd have with my tea or coffee. I don't know, a crumpet? <h, <laughs> what's, I don't know. What's the thing? So it looks edible It looks. Me. 
I mean, I don't lick things like archaeologists do, but so this actually is. Um, oh man, I just lost it. But um, one of the questions I had, or one of the comments we had uh, that I asked for earlier, mm -hmm. was about that, and they said, and it was actually Connie L. And she said, um, "What do you think of that twisty Cheeto shaped thing?" So that's what twisty she called. See, she it looks more Cheeto than biscuit to me. Okay, I would just like to point out the fact that both items are edible. Yes. So it looks like an ancient petrified food item. <laughs> petrified food item. Clearly, uh, we were both hungry while watching the show. I guess so. <laughs> okay, it's fancy. He's excited mm -hmm. and he's thinking, ooh, like this could be lead. Wait. Yeah, well, he's it's like, yeah, this is heavy. Yeah, so you he's know? thinking lead. It had some girth to it. Girth. And so, yeah, he's like, uh, he's like so proud. He's like, man, if this is lead, it could give us so much information. He's like so stoked. And he's like getting Peter all worked up. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah this yeah. is so cool. And then he's like, well, well, let's see. We have a test we can do. And he brings out his little pinpoint. And he's like, if it beeps quickly or what? Did yeah, you say? It, a rapid yeah, pulsing or whatever. Then it's iron. Mm -hmm. And he starts tapping. And it's like, beep, 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 beep. And he's like, Aw. and he's looking at it. He's like, I'm not. What? This and Peter goes, you got to trust your tools. Way to keep them in line, Pete. Way to keep them in line. Way to keep them in line. <laughs> yeah. So, so they both get excited and they're thinking they need to uh, take it to Kelly to get it cleaned up and tested. And that tells me Kelly's on the island. Kelly? Kelly Barasa. Kelly Barasa, conservator? Yeah, we had him set up last year in what the... He was in the interpretive center. He was. Yeah. But, but not anymore, I don't think. Things have changed. Things have like, changed. Big things. All right. So um should we go there next? I think we should. All should right. we uh one, two, three. To, to the, the archaeology, archaeology trailer. trailer. Oh man. Batman. Look. Laird's Lair. La Laird's Lair. That's what Deidre is calling it in her head. <laughs> I mean, as soon as they had the archaeology trailer, instantly. Dustin's like, you know what has to happen, right? What? What did I say? To the archaeology trailer. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... um yeah. And so, when we were chatting with the uh, with Laird, Steve, and Scott the other day, Deidre mm -hmm. actually called Laird Batman before we I even did. knew this archaeology trailer was an official thing. And she's like, Yeah, and he's got this utility belt with all these like trials, you know, and she's like, but then we're like, Oh my gosh, this is just he's perfect. literally the he's, Batman of archaeology. Yeah, it's like it's like Laird's uh archaeology cave. It is. Know? It and since he is now in charge of so much yeah. with the new yeah. guidelines mm -hmm. like so. <laughs> i mean it's only natural and besides so we all saw this on what was it um from the other side of the causeway on facebook yeah mm -hmm. when this trailer came across and we all were making fun of poor steve because and saying it was his makeup trailer showing up and i was never a part of that out, steve just saying. Laird kicked him out. Because Bye. he wanted his... <laughs> he has his own archaeology trailer. It's amazing. That's funny. All so right. uh, Jeff uh, Jeff in the chat says, pow. 
I agree. <laughs> Nobody said Biff or Twang or whatever. What are all the other Batman things? <laughs> Amisha says Laird Man. Is Tony in the chat? Tony. Tony Sampson right there. Hi, Tony. What's up? Good to see you, bro. Uh, Tony, you rock. Yeah, he does rock. Um, yeah. So anyway, we're in the archaeology trailer. trailer now, and we're super stoked to be there. We had Spooner, the Swamp Doctor, mm-hmm. uh, Laird, Rick, Gary, and Billy all present. And um, wow, we totally missed what they're there for. We didn't talk about it whatsoever. No, because there's this one where they take it yeah, to there's, Kelly. Oh, there's two. That's right. So there's I'm like out of order. There's three times that we go to the archaeology trailer. I'm sorry. We were just so excited to talk right. about Yeah, let's talk about the metal find from Lot 13. That's right. Okay. So... Wait, let's do this one more time. To the archaeology trailer. Rick. Laird man. <laughs> Laird man. Okay. <laughs> You're so a weirdo. Amisha gets credit for that. Oh, did she? Yeah. Amisha Laird man. I love it. All right. So um, Rick, Gary, Peter are all there. They meet with Kelly Barasa. Mm-hmm. And they're there to find that or talk about that metal find from lot 13 like we talked about. Which by deductive reasoning, my dear Watson, was found on July 6th. How do you know? Because the bag said so. <laughs> I okay. took note. And cool. it was a, they said a twisted rod. I was going biscuit or Cheeto, <laughs> uh, found by G Drayton. And if you would like to know the artifact name, it's Oak nine dash artifact zero one zero six. I brought you all the information. That was probably the 106 artifact they already found. Yeah. It means I got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Hmm. Oof. And that's episode one. <laughs> All right. So uh, Kelly said that this piece is very unusual. And mm-hmm. Gary says that he initially thought it was lead due to its weight, but noted that the pinpointer metal detector suggested otherwise mm-hmm. said iron. And Kelly was like, oh, yeah, you're on to something there. Iron in there. But they went to uh, this new machine they've got mm-hmm. the XRF. Do you, do you remember what that, that stands for? X-ray. X-ray fluorescent. No. no. Radio random fluorescent. <laughs> no i got it here. i like random fluorescent <laughs> no it's the x-ray yeah it's actually fluorescent spectrometer oh rf r x r f much like xfs i'm just making up initials over here no it's a machine that can tell them the composition of the uh well, of whatever elements, whatever right? they put in front of it, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever they're using it for. And um <laughs> yeah. You all right there? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. So they put it under the XRF machine. The analysis says that there is a certain percentage of iron. So mm-hmm. he's not completely wrong, but it's only 1.47%, like the tiniest amount. It is. What's Laird or not Laird? Uh, Gary, I think you need to get a new pinpointer. No, it means it's pinpointing the rapid the 1.7%. beeping. I, I mean, I don't know enough about metal detectors if it's gonna like give you a different beeping for lead, but it's like it's heavy. Hmm. That's why he was so confused. Pete said you gotta trust your tools, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what can you do? Yeah. Anywho, the other uh, the primary metal type mm-hmm. is lead so copy that guess what gary you were right good job almost 90 percent, 89.79 percent lead. Mm-hmm. so that makes everybody like stoked like really excited 
Kelly says he's interested in learning more about this particular design. We all are because like a lot of, and nobody can figure out what it is. No, Kelly's Everybody never seen anything ideas. like it. He seems excited. I wonder if it was like, what if it's like a, a cross of some sort that the, like the bottom was kind of broken off because it had that little hole in the top, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I was going been a like big decorative cross. The end of a paint, like it would have to be a topper if the only one side had a hole in it right mm. so you would use a stake or something in the middle to put could have been a wire in the middle together. to hold things together it could have been a cheeto that was petrified but we don't know okay really it's made of lead and you know it's lead so it's we not know a that. cheeto okay maybe it's a cheeto form <laughs> oh my gosh you're too much sometimes you're too much all the time yeah probably <laughs> anyway, uh, Rick asked Kelly if it's not too much for him to ask him to keep track of the trace elements in future lead finds. Smart move, Rick. Smart move. Because he says, you know what I'm thinking. Yeah, laser ablation. That's right. And if they can keep track of all these trace elements, wouldn't it be great if they did find more and more lead? They are keeping track of this and they could group together where these came from. That would be awesome. It could be more evidence to specifically what's going on it could be could from it be? where part of the who could it be could yeah yeah like you said rick just wants to keep track of everything could help with future um and the he explained that the laser ablation could give like basically a fingerprint of the lead yep like we've seen before and they could learn where it came from and uh he did note that if they could do that with iron objects they'd be mm-hmm. a lot further in their journey of to discovery <laughs> yeah but they can't. And uh, he did note that, like the lead cross, they did determine that it was Southern Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people are like, Southern Mediterranean, like I saw on, on Facebook, yeah. uh, wasn't it Southern France? Mm-hmm. And like the Mediterranean touches the south of France. Yeah, so it's I think, within yeah. that area. Yeah. Tobias will tell us what's up. Yeah. Hopefully we see some more of him That'd this That'd be season. cool to see Tobias. See I how he's doing. Be, you know, I'm going to predict if he comes back, he has facial hair this time. Yeah, because quarantine and everybody we'll see. seems to think, you know, that's a thing. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Gary says that the million dollar question is, what is it? And uh, Kelly says that he has no idea. But like we said, he noted that small hole mm-hmm. into the one end. And um, Clotworthy goes on to explain that due to COVID-19, they may have to wait months to get access to a laser ablation device. So that's kind of a bummer. But I mean. But if you can group them based off of it then potentially, you know, you're shortening the time then of needing to send off so many pieces. But perhaps, perhaps we talk about when Gary and Pete went out searching again, when Gary and Pete. Yeah. Out searching again. Yeah. So they went metal detecting (laughs) on lot 17, right? Down to the ground to get out of the ring. Boom, boom, boom. boom. (laughs) So that's. Gary and Peter go marching one by one. Hurrah, hurrah. Some a lot seven. <clears throat> they go hurrah, hurrah. hurrah. Okay. Um, yeah, they're looking for evidence of the stone pathway between the swamp and the money pit. Yes. And it's the same process as lot 13, you know, with the all, like Gary had put down his little flags everywhere. Yep. Get the flags down. They know where they're going. There's a plan. Laird checked it out. Laird's probably got a grid. Yeah, know well, what's going on. Laird checked it out. Gave him the approval. 
So they went out there to do their thing. Uh, Peter did dig up the uh, first hit, and it was a modern nail. I think Gary said it's just a warm-up. I need that sound effect. Okay, sure. That'd be fun. I am the sound effect. (laughs) The second hit was a a piece of scrap lead. And Gary says that's not what they're looking for. And I'm thinking... Wait, lead. isn't that exactly what you're looking for? Yeah. Why aren't you why aren't you excited about this lead? <laughs> okay, so we have found scrap lead, right? All over because yeah, it would be used for like patching boats mm-hmm. and such. But Rick just said, let's keep track of the lead. Scrap lead too, guys. You have a nifty machine right there. Yeah, but Gary Gary knows what he's talking about, so he probably knew it was like he something just modern. He just didn't say the word modern. You know, maybe. I don't. On know. to flag number three. Yeah, dig three. So Peter scoops out an iron band with a square hole. What? <sighs> yeah, and uh, Gary says, "You know, I think I know a guy that might want to look at this." I think I might know a guy. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, you removed his sound clip, didn't you? What? Well, looky here. Oh, man. She yeah, removed his sound clip from the soundboard. Here. Uh, oh, gosh, yeah. Sorry. That's the best I got. <laughs> Who's that? That was, that was Aaron, which we haven't seen. Oh. Aaron. Who? Aaron, we miss you. Oh, yeah, girl. <laughs> we miss you, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll, we'll... Aaron misses me, too. Well, I'm oh, sure I'm we'll catch up with Aaron at some point. Dig. We just can't afford February. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll catch up with Aaron at some point. Yes, Aaron. <clears throat> All right. Will. So field trip. Yep. To um, are uh, we going on a field trip next? Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, let's go on a field trip. And, and then we'll finish with the swamp. Apparently, he's old enough to drive and drink. Not the same time. Who? Pete. Pete. Peter. Yeah. yeah so they go to Centerville, Nova Scotia. I um they want to show the iron band that they found on lot 15 to Mr. Carmen Lake. Well, look here. Well, look here. I can't do it as you know, I can't do it justice. Mm-hmm. Um, so they hand it over and Carmen lo- takes a quick look at it and he's like, Yes, it's a handmade iron band. <laughs> yeah, he, he, no doubt in his mind. Now, with the width and thickness, it's a band off of a wagon wheel. Yeah, off of so what he says, like the uh the center portion that would have held it together. Yeah, cool. Center hub. The hub. It's the hub cap of the wheel. <laughs> it's the hub cap of the 1600s, apparently. Um, yeah, he says that this is the part that would um, be around the center, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the time period indicated early use of a cart like this mm-hmm. and would be about 1650 to no later than 1790. Yeah, ducks. Excited, you yeah, know. That's kind of a big range, though. Fourteen or one hundred and forty years. I mean, that's a lot. That's he a hasn't range. even tested it. Like he doesn't it's know a... trace element. He's literally in a blacksmithing, and they're like, "Hey, can and you tell me exactly at it. what this is?" Yeah. Oh, it's off a wagon wheel, and it's the hubcap of the sixteen hundreds. That's not good enough for you. No, it is. I'm going to okay, say you need to calm down. I'm going to guess it's probably around sixteen fifty, though. Only because you man. want it to be. Yeah. I do want it to be. Okay. Well, Doug goes on to tell him about the fact that, you know, you're going to need some big wheeled items to get across the uh, the roads. Doug was there? Uh, oh, yeah. It was literally Doug being taken on a field trip by <laughs> okay. Pete. I was just, I, I, I was so like, uh, just focused on Peter. <laughs> I thought Gary was with him in my head or something. So you thought Pete <laughs> went by himself? No. I just, sorry, Doug. My apologies. 
Yes, Doug. Yeah, you better apologize to Doug. Or he'll never come on our podcast. Um, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, Back on track here. Back on track. Doug noted that uh, this was found between the Stone Road and what they've uncovered so far in the money pit. And uh-huh. it could tie the two areas together. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, Carmen asked where the rest of the cart was. <laughs> that made me laugh. Yeah. Get him, Carmen. Yeah, Peter said that is a good question. And uh, Carmen says that they may be narrowing down the time period and the activity in the area. So Correct. that's fun. That's really good. That's know. fun. Yeah. And a little that's side a blast. Yeah. There was a little side interview there with Rick and it says this kind of, this is the kind of evidence they're looking for a high wheeled cart. Um, they're associated with stone roads and a stone path. So it's perfect. Mm-hmm. It is. And uh, Doug noted that this was the first time they found that type of artifact on the Island. And then they say, peace out, Carmen. And he tells him go, Basically, Carmen tells him to get back to work and go find the rest of the whack. That's specifically a job for Peter. Yeah. Get, get to work, Peter. Yeah. So we should go to the swamp. Yeah. What do you think? I concur. All right. What happened in the swamp this episode? Oh, so we have Rick, Craig, Laird, Billy, Gary in the swamp area. Uh, they're making a plan for excavation around the stone road mm-hmm. slash potential wharf path. All, all the things there. Yeah. Uh, Laird explains that they are going to excavate that entire area there in the corner. So it, Laird's in charge per use. Gary asks him how deep they're going to go. And Laird says they'll go as deep as it takes. And Gary's stoked about that. Uh, if he got the okay from the archaeologist, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's like, that's what I'm talking about. What? And Billy's excited because he was like, dude, I'm in and starts digging. Yeah, like right at the beginning, as soon as like Rick pulls up or like comes up to the swamp, though, he does say to Billy, uh, I see you brought your favorite trowel. <laughs> <laughs> Billy's own. Well, we saw him use a like a smaller <laughs> shovel at like one point last year. Yeah, but, but anyways, scoops, scoops more fun. Of course. Um, and they've already the team. Everybody's already received permissions to excavate further in that area. So if they've already received permission for it, because poor Laird probably has to submit so much more paperwork, which is really what his lair is for, mm-hmm. then they can just, you might as well start where you get your first paperwork back from, right? Of course. Um, so they start digging, pulling back the first layer. And Lair, <laughs> Laird, Lair, and Lair. <laughs> Craig finds another piece of a barrel. Finds a piece. Yeah, of it's a kind of like they're looking kind of through like a mound. Like they're like digging into the side of this mound, right? Well, they're pulling back yeah. and then like, you know, they're putting all the spoils over to the side because later we see them go back digging through yeah. that, right? Um, they find what. Craig finds a piece of a barrel. We knew they found the top to the kegs last year. And Laird comes over with his trowel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Looks good. Um, and Rick comes walking over, looking like he's holding multiple pieces of, <laughs> of, what it, of a barrel. Yeah. And I'm going. He's like, hey, Craig, look what I found. <laughs> yeah, let me one up you. Yeah. But I'm thinking, where were you, Rick? Because he's. Did he just like throw that one over there to Craig? Like, hey, let's let Craig find one. And then he's like, ha ha ha. I like 12. I found the you. rest. I found the rest. Yeah. And it, I, it just, it made me laugh because 
I'm like, where were you, Rick? Just finding random pieces and not telling the archaeologist and pulling them out before Steve can mark them in the ground. Rick's going rogue. Rick's going rogue. <laughs> yeah, well, they found a few interesting things in that mound. Yes. Yeah, the thing that, okay, the thing that, um, okay, well, before I get to that, mm -hmm. they did find like the topper of the barrel that had like some red paint on it. Yeah, well, at least we assume it's the topper because it had the peg. Yeah. And so that was exciting. But I think Rick said, yeah, we could get that paint tested. Can you? Well, I don't, I don't know. You probably can't. I'll tell you, if it has lead in it, it's probably before 1979. Oh, <laughs> I hope it's before 1979, I'm please. just telling you that that's over here, at least when they had to stop putting lead in paint. <laughs> and if it is leaded paint, which is likely, you can test lead, right? So, yeah. ha, bada bing, bada boom, take that. Yeah, maybe. So maybe we'll you see. can we'll, test it. We'll see. All right. So then uh, Rick finds the the really fun thing, like this like leg, <laughs> this peg leg thing. Right? Are we even looking at the same? Sorry, carry on. All right. So Rick finds like, uh, like I don't know. Yeah, like, in the pile. It, yeah, it looks like a peg leg to me. <laughs> I'm thinking. That's exactly what we both thought. We're <laughs> like, it's a peg leg. I'm like, is that Captain Kidd's peg leg? Like, is that what that is? <laughs> I even Googled like actual peg legs, <laughs> yeah. right? I, I'm not kidding. Like peg legs really were a thing, guys. Yeah. And it was like nicely carved. Yeah. You know? Nicely. It, it looked sturdy. If I, if I was missing a leg and I attached that to me, I bet you it'd give me good stability. Well, yeah. And it's like, look, like there's something in here and you would attach it, which would make it stop from sure. going up. And I'm thinking, yeah, it's kind of like a leather sleeve and it goes in and and then you put it in so that you could walk. And So I'm thinking pirate leg. Laird just says something to do with ships. Peg legs were also on ships. Yeah, they were. And then, you know, last year they found uh, the 1492, uh, how Susan elegantly put it, uh, when Columbus lost his favorite shoe on Oak Island. I mean, they're finding footwear, peg legs. What's going to be next? Oh, my gosh. What? Remember when Laird said in the interview <gasps> there would be another footwear, footwear find? It, it, it's a peg leg. We just figured it out. Oh, my gosh. Could it be? I think we just figured it out. Yeah. If you didn't listen to that uh, interview or chat we had with Laird, Steve and Scott, <gasps> go back and listen to it. He said another he footwear did. find. We figured it out. We figured it out. It's, it's a Amazing. paid leg. I need a message Laird stat. Amazing. Tell him I know his secret. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as Tom Burns elegantly put it in yes. the chat, back to the uh, archaeology. Well, <laughs> the archaeology trailer. <laughs> Laird Man. Yeah, I was going to say, to the archaeology trailer by, like, Laird Man. It just, it works so perfectly. It's pretty good. Oh, it's totally a peg leg. Yeah, it's a peg leg. Oh, wait, no. Okay, Tom, you made me jump the gun. Because we, we went to the archaeology trailer for something that we haven't talked about being found yet. <laughs> That's All right, so true. I'm sorry. Gary finds something metal in the swamp first, okay? Okay. Or in the southeast corner of the swamp. And it appeared to be a cog of some sort. Like it looked like a sprocket from like the Jetsons. Mm -hmm. you know? And they kept calling it a gear or a cog and it yeah. was gold in color. Yeah, it's Gary's favorite color. Mm -hmm. He's excited about it. And he's like, I'm not going to say the G word, but maybe. And so they are excited about it. They do talk about that pocket watches had been made since the 1500s. And who knows? Maybe it's just an old pocket watch. Maybe there's more pieces yet to be found. 
And so um, also any other piece that could be found, even if this isn't the G word, G-O-L-D, mm-hmm. maybe other pieces are. And then we go to the archaeology trailer. Laird man. Oh, man. Okay. They are getting sick of us. Don't care. No, Dr. Spooner, Laird. Well, I should say Laird first. It's Laird's trailer. Laird Niven. Laird man. Laird Niven, Ian Spooner, Rick Lagina, Gary Drayton, Billy Gerhardt, all in the archaeology trailer in Laird's lair. And they're going to clean that cog with an ultrasonic cleaning machine. Mm -hmm. Clotworthy explained how that worked. And that's very similar to the machine or probably the same machine that they used last year with Kelly Barasa mm-hmm. when he cleaned up that knob that they found that was the gold colored thing. Yeah, right? I'm sure it's the same thing. I mean, it's what they use in jewelry shops to clean stuff. Yeah. So you don't damage gold. Yep. Yeah, it's just because it's soft. And it gets it nice and clean. Mm-hmm. All right. So Spooner says that they're going to look at the metal with the X-ray fluorescent spectrometer. Yep. The XRF. Which will be able to tell its composition. We talked about that a little bit earlier. And what were the findings? That it wasn't gold. Wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. So the combination of the metals that were there indicated that it was brass, mm-hmm. which was like the pole that came out of the swamp, right? The little knob. Mm-hmm. Copper and zinc. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, is what it is. Um, Laird has a nice perspective. Does he? That just because it isn't gold doesn't mean it's not important. Very true. Very true. Uh, Rick Rick was ready to move on because Rick's like, well, the coolest thing is just having the XFS device on hand. Like, right. <laughs> he's like, meh. He's like, I'm over it. Yeah. No, I'm sure he was excited about it too. But all right, we do have a war room with uh, Terry uh, Duvo. Mm-hmm. Um, he was on the island last year looking at that swamp road or the. Um, yeah, the stone road in the swamp. Yeah, the stone road, and he was like blown away by yeah, it. Yeah, and, and if you remember, and they showed it, he had been there, I think, what season five, and he took them to he's been on Overton, a couple times. Yeah, the Overton stone. to check out the Overton stone, and uh, he has theories. He has a, I have a lot of theories, but one of them is that uh, Portuguese mm-hmm. um, uh, had something to do with what happened on Oak Island. Yes. So pretty cool, pretty fun. Um. Yeah, so who's all in the war room for that? Do you have a list? Yeah, I have Laird, Rick, Craig, Marty, Charles, Doug, Steve, Billy, Scott. Oh, my gosh. Full house. It was a party. Mm -hmm. Because everybody wants to talk to the historian full of knowledge. Yeah, you know, I didn't write it down, but he's like the director of uh, archaeology in the Northeast Corridor or something like that. He's something rather important. Yeah, so So you got to listen to Terry DeVoe. All right. And I'm sorry. He wears like a... Indiana Jones hat, so you know he's serious. Yeah, and I'm sorry if I didn't get your um, uh, title right, but we know that you're. I know you didn't get his title right. So he does say that the stone road blew him away, like you said. Mm -hmm. He was intrigued, uh, so he wanted to look into it more himself. He found aerial imagery that outlined, and he outlined the areas on like a a Mm -hmm. map that they showed. Yeah. Oh, do you have that? I. Teacher might be bringing it up on the screen for our uh, live viewers. Oh, yes. This. How cool is that? All right. So while she does that. Talking about it and all. Yeah. So she's pulling up the the thing that. uh, Hopefully. 
Terry Duveau brought to Oak Island. And <clears throat> so he, he noted that they, he found the lines on the sea floor to the West of the stone road. Mm-hmm. Um, and he noted that there were like, uh, like lines that he can make out and boulders. Yeah, so there are a bunch of boulders mm-hmm. that seem to kind of make up lines based off the clearest imaging, right? So yeah. he's showing us that the gold ones, good choice, uh, were the boulders, right? And we can kind of see where they line up, mm-hmm. as, which make us, which give us those horizontal and vertical lines, which yeah. happen to dun 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 line up with the stone road. Yes. So could it be a wharf? Could it be? I don't know. Like it, it's, um, he said it could be a, a, a large, like long stone dock. Mm-hmm. So could it be? It could. I mean, the way that he lined those up and was able to draw the line from the uh, stone road to this, uh, what he's uh, showing us. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's a straight line. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, and he explains, you know, it's it's narrow and would, mm-hmm. like, you'd need a staging area. And we've seen kind of, like, the square area that mm-hmm. they dove on before, but couldn't really see. But then we've also got what's way further back in the swamp, which, was, which we shouldn't forget about, which was the paved area, right? Yeah. So dating back to the 1200s. And medieval baby and steve's like yep he's <laughs> so quick to agree like this is what it is i feel like maybe he's been saying that a while could be because he sounds a bit like <laughs> dude this is what i've been saying it, it made me laugh yeah so terry said that if uh there had been a narrow dock in this area it could be a staging area mm-hmm. and this type of dock uh, made if it was made in the 1500s the portuguese come to mind because they could have made things like that up to 1583 in Nova Scotia. Yeah, he just, I mean, he explains to us that that's what he's used to seeing from there. So yeah, good stuff. I trust you, Terry. <laughs> trust Terry. Which one? In Terry, we trust Matheson. Uh, I mean, I guess they're both talking about <laughs> rocks. <laughs> yes, I, I trust both Terry's. <laughs> I trust in the Terry's mm. T squared. <laughs> All right, so Terry says that is tantalizing, and there could be evidence near the shore that could help them. Terry was also looking at some old photographs from the 1930s mm-hmm. that could show the stone pathway that they found the prior year. Correct. Do you have that picture? I That's do. That's yeah, it's like that black and white one. Yeah, I have a couple of things. Yeah, so like it, it, um, yeah, so I don't know where this is in relation to a lot of other things because I can't really see the swamp. Where's the swamp, though? So Is that the edge of the swamp on the left? This would be Smith's Cove way over oh, here on oh, your left because oh, this see. is the money pit area. Ah, so, yeah, so that could, like, yeah, I mean, look, that, there's a bunch of rocks kind of like mm-hmm. in a row there on this uh, imagery that Terry mm-hmm. DeVoe showed us. And, um I mean, could it be part of the stone pathway that they found leading up out of the swamp? Maybe. I mean, it is really defined. Like, mm-hmm. if you look at it, and I, I've looked, I've seen these pictures before. You can find them online. Yeah. Um, but of course you have. You can't really, it's hard. And you know they're taken with an airplane because of the giant 
shadow of an airplane <laughs> on the ground over there. Yep. Um, so yeah, go into Canada's well, Nova Scotia's archives. You can find all this fun stuff. Very cool. Um, but I mean, that's really defined, like without any trees around it, mm -hmm. or it it feels feels pretty good. Like it, it looks like it hasn't been used in a long time at this point, obviously, mm -hmm. and it's being covered <laughs> up by time. Yeah. Because um, if I could turn back, that was last night. Oh yeah, that's that was last when night. Two became one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, Terry um, had some interesting points and interesting ideas, and I'm sure the team's going to look up, uh, check up on them, and they all seem um, very excited. Well, why wouldn't you be? Mm-hmm. So Rick thanks Terry for his input and his efforts. And uh, did you have something to? Oh, I was just gonna be like. And so I'm pretty excited. Are Spooner, you? Spooner was pretty excited. Oh, about that? Is that where he said that? <laughs> no. Oh. But it was the I had it on the soundboard. Well, my my thing on the soundboard is gonna be this. Oh, bingo! Bingo! <laughs> all right, he didn't say that this episode at all. No, he didn't. All right, so then we go back to the swamp, do we not? We've already talked about all things swamp. I was recapping one time in the swamp, and you were recapping a different time in the swamp. Mm -hmm. We have officially hit all the swampage. So are we done? We have the war room. We have at the one end? more war room. Well, you know what? Before we do, let's go back to the archaeology trailer. All right, now let's go to the war room. Do we have a war room sound? No. Might be coming, guys. We'll see. All right, so final war room of the episode. Okay, so we have Rick, Marty, Craig, Scott, Steve. Dr. P? In, they are in person, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then we have Dr. Spooner, Dr. Lukeman, and Dr. Poufong. Poufa. Dr. P. Dr. P. I'm so Pierre. sorry, man. Pierre. Pierre. No, Pierre. Pierre. <laughs> maybe it's P maybe it is pronounced Pierre, but like in English, like American English, it's P-I-E-R. So Pierre. Yeah. No. I don't know. And people gets... mess up my name all the time, so I feel especially bad about I know, this. I know. So we gotta get we gotta get it figured out. So Dr. P is given a presentation and he notes the holes at the money pit. C1. Mm-hmm. F4, K7, and E8 on his little diagram. Bingo. Bingo. You got that? She's going to pull it up for the live viewers. Mm -hmm. And if you're not a live viewer, maybe consider checking it out. You know, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of people in the chat. Everybody loves each other, right? And we're all friends. We're all one big happy all family. Great. Yeah. All right. So he noted that these little boreholes or these boreholes are where gold is present. Mm hmm. And is elevated, so it's either coming from till, the bedrock, or there's something buried there. <laughs> uh, I, I think mean, the guys liked hearing that. Wide, wide range, well, right? Marty said, wow. <laughs> like it, That's yeah. what he likes to hear. Well, don't we all? Yeah. All right, so, um, yeah, C1, uh, just to the south of C1 is where you'd find F4. And K7 is further south and to the east. Um, E8 is kind of like, what, east of and between uh -huh. C1 and F4. So um, Dr. P, 
noted that all of those together are only about 25 to 50 feet away from each other. So it's kind of concentrated. And I guess that's the reason why they're really concentrated on that C1 cluster because these would fall into that cluster. Yeah, I mean, that would At make least C1 and F4 would. Sense. I'd be curious to know, maybe I missed it, what the depths were as far as like F4, E8, and K7 because mm -hmm. we are in the Dunfield area and K7's in the the chapel shaft, right? Mm -hmm. um, in that area. I find it interesting that H6.5 between them, like right on the edge of the Dunfield dig and the chapel shaft, is below detection. Mm -hmm. but, but there could be something obstructing it or water that's not moving right there. It just, and it could be how deep is it? Oh my gosh, there's F.25 9.75. My favorite borehole. It's my favorite borehole. I thought you hated it. I do. I I yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, so we're just um for audio only listeners, we're looking at this map. But yeah, it's um really intriguing. I can't wait to see what they do here. Um I wonder how wide that okay, you see the the bottom of the Dunfield dig mm -hmm. um on the diagram, that circle? Yes. I wonder how wide that circle is. I'm 99.9% positive I could tell you if I just pull up my map because everything's to scale and it's in five foot by five foot grid areas. And considering that that scale line on this map says 25 feet, which if I had to guess was pretty close to. Mm, yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> I didn't even look at that, to be honest. Like I missed it completely, even though it's right there. Like the, it's literally the giant line. Feet. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell so, you, it's uh, less than 25 feet wide. Yeah, it's probably about 10. Mm -hmm. That so, would be my guess. I mean, you could fit a nice 10 foot wide case on right in that spot. You could. Mm. Bingo. Oh. Oh, bingo. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Terry would be down with that. Sure. Both Terry's. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm stoked, though. I mean, this is this is great news. And. Um, let me see. I think I, oh, my notes got turned back to the beginning. That's not good. Did you turn back time? Basically. All right. So, um, those C1, F4, K7, E8, they are present with gold and, um, or at least elevated levels. Mm -hmm. What you're seeing now, um, Pierre noted that, uh, the holes where the gold was detected, uh, I already said that, about 50 feet or less from each other. Mm -hmm. And if he were a betting man, he would bet on the area uh, right there, I think the F4 area. And looking at this data, they're all kind of close to the bullseye. So pretty exciting. Uh, Dr. Lukeman says that F4 is the biggest outlier of all the wells that they're looking at because, uh, well, it's got all these elevated levels of these different alloys. Exactly. And Marty says that it's a standout here by far. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a standout because of it also having silver in it. So F4, as far as gold goes, had 0 0.044. Mm -hmm. and this is parts per billion. Yeah. But it also had silver, right? Yeah. Which is 0 0.042. So it and that's also parts per billion. That's that's pretty close to each other, right? Yep. So almost equal parts silver as it is gold. And you have to consider that gold is supposedly not soluble in the water. Yep. But silver is, mm -hmm. telling me in turn that there's probably more gold than silver. 
And then if you look, you have copper and zinc alloys, which make brass, which, <laughs> well, they make brass, but it's also going to be mixed into these other elements, sure. depending on what's down there. Yeah. And we know those you know, are going to break down and show up. So for it to be so elevated that that says something and he gives us a comparison. So like if we're talking about copper and zinc in seawater, copper is what at 14 parts per billion and uh, zinc's at 90 parts, but we're elevated even over that, you know, a pretty decent amount in those two. And then same thing in river water. So that says a lot in my opinion. Yeah. I got something to say about that in just a second, oh, but do I do need to scroll back up because Barb, our friend mm -hmm. from Washington state said that uh, Kelly brought, or I'm uh, not Kelly, Bross, Terry Duvaux is with the new England antiquities research association. Thank I'm pretty you. sure he's the leader of that. So I believe that he's cool. a smart guy. Yeah. Uh, all right. So what I have to say, the thing that really caught my eye looking at this diagram mm -hmm. uh, that we're looking at right now with the water chemistry, silver says 0 0.42. But then if you look at seawater, sorry, it's 0 0.042. Mm -hmm. You look at the seawater and it's 0 0.100. And that's like regular seawater is supposed to have more than what's showing up over here. But this is not where they found the silver either. Like where they found the silver was north of C1 and this is south of C1. Yeah. And then the other place they got the silver hits was southeast. Yeah. Now, I don't happen to have that map or those results handy. Uh, it'd be really interesting to compare those yeah. locations. Yeah. We're talking about the, the findings from the last episode of uh, season eight. Yes. So, yeah, man. Whew, I don't know. Because right now what they're just showing as far as water chemistry with the breakdown is only where they found gold. Yeah. And this gold is impressive because it's, you know, like you said, it's something that you're not really supposed to find leaching in water. Mm -hmm. uh, or at least the the levels are not going to be easy to find, I'm thinking, because, mm -hmm. you know, that's what they described to us last season. But it's four times more than what normal seawater would have. Mm-hmm. And almost nine times more than river water. So, I mean, it's way elevated. I mean, that's a lot. It is. And it would need to, if there's a lot down there, I mean, it, it could only be a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. Yeah. But there's one thing you, you brought up earlier mm -hmm. about that river. So we know, and we've seen it show up like with Corey and Mull and Chris Morford yeah. and the theory um, with Poussin. So, the gold river is just was it north, north west west mm -hmm. of where they're at and we know that there was a gold rush to the area from europe uh to the gold river in that area because well gold because I mean, gold because you can find gold there yeah i mean it's not the same as what we see out west where we're at in the us where yeah there was a lot of that, but there still was a gold rush. So, and we're not that far from it. However, I think back to Craig and what he was saying about if gold and silver and these alloys weren't 
still there, would they still be, they wouldn't still be leaching in the water in that amount. I would be curious to know what samples look like from directly from the gold river area, not just regular, any river water, but specifically the area where they saw such a increase, right? Um, I I'm sure plenty of people have thought about that, but it'd be worth comparing. And it's not like it's showing up in every hole, which is also something Marty has spoken about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was my thing. Well, I like the idea. Thank you. I like it a lot. So well done. Um, so there is gold in the water. It's coming from somewhere. That's what, uh, uh, Dr. P says, mm -hmm. and Spooner concurs. I concur, Spooner. Yeah, Rick says that this is great news, and it's uh, great science, and he knows that both uh, Marty and Craig in particular love the science along with the rest of the team. Mm -hmm. uh, Marty says that he can't add anything to that, but he says that his bro uh, to his brother, a um, couple of go uh, weeks to gold, Rick. Calm down, is yeah, what he's telling his brother. Calm down. Yeah, he literally says, calm down. Yeah, <laughs> and, which is uh, funny coming from Rick and not Marty. Yeah, it is funny. Um, I think back to season one mm -hmm. and uh, it, it was like Rick was talking to Dan Blankenship. Keep What's going. Um, yeah, Rick was like talking to Dan Blankenship like, oh, we'll just pump the water in and coins will start popping out like a 10x. Like mm -hmm. He was so confident it was going to be just a quick thing. But now he's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you know, he's in Dan Blankenship's uh, position now where um, Marty is more like a new Marty is newly into Rick's position where he's mm -hmm. real excited about prospects of gold and everything. And uh, Rick's like, whoa, 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 calm down. Let's see what we got. Let's do the test. Let's mm -hmm. let's get there. Yeah. So That's this made fun. me think of something I was going to bring up earlier so when we were re-watching i think yeah this was season one mm -hmm. maybe it was season two but there when rick marty and craig are meeting with dan and it's like when they're wind up to him on the swamp and he literally puts his finger on where to dig in the swamp because he has stood on what was this platform? Dan, Dan said this. Yes. Okay. I mean, like I have it. If you. Yeah, let's do it. Like, why not? We're here. Let's see if the audio. Um, oops. To do. She's pulling up a video. It's don't worry, audio listeners. It's gonna have sound, so you can hear it, and we'll describe what happens. Okay. I just want to bring a. At least, hopefully, all, right. all my audio <laughs> is working. Let's see. Oh, here we go. All right, let's press play and see what it's okay. see what they I say. This is from season one, episode one. I don't one? think it's episode one, um, but it's like it's from that first season. Right. Cool. Oh, no sound. Oh, bummer, bummer, bummer. Well, that'll be a bummer. Well, uh, there was no sound. Wah, wah. I don't know why. Can you hear us now? Or in chat, as long as well, there was no sound for us. I heard it. Oh, no, I meant for you and me. Actually, I might be able to do it. Oh, you might have to 
mute us, right? No, I did mute mm. us, which wasn't. Uh... Well, maybe we bring this back up during the uh, next pregame. Yeah, we can definitely. Anyway, he's pointing literally at the southeast corner of the swamp in this clip that we're showing. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's literally where the stone road is yeah. <laughs> and where they're doing their work now, uh, nine years later. I even have a shot of Rick, like in the next war room saying right here in his finger <laughs> is on the road. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, <sighs> it's, it's pretty ridiculous. Did you see Marty's shirt? He said, uh, uh, Coach Marty on it. That's amazing. Coach Marty. That's what I'm going to call him when we meet him. What's up, Coach? Yeah, what's up, Coach? Yeah, so sorry you couldn't hear that, um, friends. Yeah, but, we can um, do it on the next uh, pregame. It might work now, but yeah. so, we're going to. Yeah, anywho, we're going to wrap up the uh, war room. They all laugh um, and after Rick tells him to calm down, you know. And um, he said, I told you that Bravo Tango is coming at some point, mm -hmm. right? And then we have this nice little uh, wrap up at the end of the episode. I'm going to press the button. Okay, babe. All right. I would be lying if I said it wasn't impactful. I believe since I was a little guy and it means something to me on that level that here's the proof. It's, it justifies everything, right? Gold is where it started. The search for gold is what drove this way back 230 years ago almost now. So nobody really found any direct evidence of gold until now. Is this impactful? It's hugely impactful. It looks like there's some gold here. So it vindicates Rick and I guess a little bit me. This is summed up by two words, really. Sempre avanti. Let's keep moving forward. Maybe we get to the bottom of this. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I think they're going to get to the bottom of this. Mm -hmm. That's just me, though. You know they're always moving forward. They are moving forward. So, you know what Steve would say? <sighs> I'll grab my GPS. I think the treasure's in the money pit, but I think the story's in the swamp. Okay. Well, that's what he'll say. Okay. Sorry, I, that really struck me on the <laughs> coming forward. I know you wanted to end with that one, <laughs> but I agree, and I think Rick would agree. The, the treasure is in the money pit. The story's in the swamp. Yeah. Got it. Because, I mean, there is gold bleaching in the money pit. But they do point out they got to test the, test the till. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. All right. Well, that was it. That, that was. was a recap of season, oh, my gosh, season nine, episode one but of the Curse of Oak Island. Nanas. Yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. I mean, it was worth the wait. I'm so happy that the show is back. Good um, stuff. Our favorite show. So good. So awesome. Uh, we do have next time on, but it's not really next time on. It's like this season oh, yeah. on the Curse of Oak Island. Mm -hmm. You want to talk about that at all? Or I, I didn't take notes on it. It came at me hard and fast. And then I you want me to run it down or do you sure, just... run it down? Real okay. Quick. So we have Marty arriving on Oak Island mm -hmm. and he's literally saying we're back. Oak Island, old friend. And then we have Gary and Michael John out metal detecting and uh they're apparently digging up coins or at least uh, one coin cha-ching rick says that's the aha uh -huh to laird and miriam out in the swamp then we have rick saying that he still believes there's answers in the swamp and he could be seen lifting a huge piece of timber what 
What is that? He was like carrying a whole tree. Will someone please stop Rick? Yeah. Okay, team left. Have you ever heard of a team left? <laughs> yeah. Captain Marty, go help your brother. Or is it that wait, was it Captain? No, what did I say? He's wearing a red shirt. We could make him captain. No. Coach. Coach. Coach Marty. Yeah. There you go. My bad. Um, yeah, Steve says that uh this path leads to the money pit. That's a good one. Uh Craig and Gary are, are observing Miriam with an artifact that she calls indigenous. Yeah, I think it was some Maybe it was pottery. Yeah, I know. But that's but, an all stop, yo. I know. It's like, wow. But then, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> because in the next scene, it says Laird in the war room um, saying that the Department of Culture and Heritage and it is asking them to stop down. Rick says immediately. And it's like, no. Uh, like, Laird is even like rubbing his eyes at that point. He's like, it looks like he's like, like torn. Like, ah. Yeah. I don't know. He's like, I don't know. Poor Laird. Nobody's thinking. What? Not more paperwork. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's going to blame me for this. <laughs> Laird, we don't blame you, bro. We don't blame you. We're giving you a utility belt. Yeah, sure. All right. So uh, Marty, but Marty angrily says, uh, the more we cooperate, the more of our island we lose. <laughs> Marty's <Ouch>. going rogue. <laughs> he said, we're going to do what's right. We're going to continue doing what's right, but we're going to look after our own rights, too. <laughs> Marty's ready to fight because he's sure it's there. So uh get him in the ring, guys. Yeah. Marty also says that they're gonna go bigger and they're gonna go harder. And when we see him, um uh he says that they're running out of time. And he like he actually shows him running. <laughs> like and then it he says he didn't get the share meme. Hmm. Cause if I could turn him back. No, time. yeah, he doesn't have that extra hour today. <laughs> um they've got Big work to do up there, and uh, you get to see Marty in the excavator. Marty loves the excavator. He does. He's like, Billy, I know this is your, your thing. Peace out. 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 This is mine. Out. He's like, I'm going to give the wallet to myself. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Gary says, oh, look at that. And we hear Marty say, perfect. Uh, Marty says that nobody has found evidence of gold until now. And we have ancient Spanish gold. And Rick says, that's huge. Maybe he's talking about the Ark. Maybe it was bigger than he expected. Yeah, Rick just finishes with, I want to find the answers. And that's it. The that's the end of this done. week. Yep. So, oh my goodness. So much fun. So much fun. What a great episode. Know what we still need to do? What? Our Clotworthy moments. Clotworthies. Woo woo. You guys miss Clotworthy? If you don't know who Robert Clotworthy is, that's a problem. He is the narrator of Ancient Aliens. And the Curse of Oak Island. Oh, and the Curse of Oak Island. is much more important. <laughs> as far as our podcast is concerned, yes. As far as a and, lot of, and like, everything. And uh, um, ancient astronaut theorists would also say yes. <laughs> All right. So, um, yes, we have Clotworthies. What are the contenders for this week? Okay. Oh, wait. Before you do that, do we say how you vote? Oh, that's afterward. Okay, my yeah. bad. Sorry, we're All not right. used to this. All right. Let's, what's number one? Part of a wooden keg barrel found next to the remains of the bleed stone wharf. Keg barrel. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So that clotworthy moment is up against this one. A stone pathway extending from the massive stone ship's wharf in the swamp. Stone pathway. So we got a pathway versus a keg barrel, which will win. That's up to you. I, How you I vote don't. is you will go to um, Facebook. Mm-hmm. 
and find our group, Oak Island, or uh, could it be an Oak Island group? Is that it? Yes. And if you go to facebook.com slash Oak Island podcast, that's our Facebook page. Yep. And you can find info of how to get to that group from that page. Correct. Amanda. That's the only way you're going to be able to vote for uh, Clotworthy Moments this year uh, because it's easier to do it there than Twitter. I was going to say, it. did you just throw Twitter to the curb? It, it look it's easier and looks nicer on Facebook. Okay, and, and, gotta find us on the face place. Yeah, but if you want to tweet at us, feel free. I mean, it's twitter.com slash Oak Island Podcast. Right? Ooh, We're still ooh. there. Oak Island Pod. Oh my bad. So you don't Twitter. Twitter.com slash Oak Island Pod. Yes. Yeah, but, but hey, we're not we're not wrapping up yet. There is a couple other things that we need to get well, to. But a housekeeping. Well, no, I we had that thing earlier where Terry, um, we mentioned it earlier. Terry Matheson did little air quotes, and we had a little competition—not really competition—but we had we asked people to fill in the blank, basically. Bad lip reading. What yes. did Terry say? Because what did he actually say when he was doing his he little said, quotes? A tunnel. He said a tunnel. All right, so his mouth, like, we we made it so that there was no sound coming out, uh-huh. and we got to fill in the blank ourselves. We did a bad lip reading challenge. What, what was our favorite? Like, what did we think he was saying? You said fashion. Fashion. It looks like he's saying the word fashion, like, quote, air quotes, fashion. Some of our favorites were Kelly Walsh said, um, hedgehog. And that was pretty good because it looked like when you just look at him and you imagine him saying, um, hedgehog, well, his mouth is moving like that. So it was pretty good. I like good. it. Good. Beverly Youngberg said fresh air. <laughs> pretty good, too. Definitely not if he's in the swamp. <laughs> yeah. Gene McRoberts said mischief. Mischief. Oh, I like that. That looked he's about right. mischievous. Yeah, yeah, he is. Julie York said buzz off. <laughs> she must have think Terry was pretty angry. Hey, people, buzz off. Get out of here. Uh, Mary <laughs> Strzok, uh said... Fairy dust. Ooh, glitter. No, don't talk about glitter. Oh, let's send glitter to Terry. <laughs> He'll never come on then. Yeah. Uh, I think our, <laughs> I think our favorite was from Susan Evelyn. Magic. It looked like he said the word magic. magic. <laughs> it's kind of like fairy dust. Glitter. Yeah. Oh, so, um, yeah, thanks for everybody that participated with that. That was just a little fun, fun thing. Maybe next time I'll just pick like the top three or something and mm-hmm. read those. But I'm going to find something in the next episode, post it on uh, Facebook, and we can do this again because it fun. was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, we do have a voicemail, and you haven't heard it. Oh, I'm always concerned. When I've heard you it. Just bring up random things. I've heard it, so it's fine. Okay. That doesn't you. mean it's fine. Yeah. Okay. You ready to hear it? Are you ready? I, I who cares if well, I'm not? Let me. Get back on. All right. Here, this is. Whoop. Here we go. Hey, Dustin and Deidre. This is the OG, Agnes Brooks. I just wanted to wish you well on your new season of the podcast because it's been 84 years since we've heard from you. Bye. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you, Agnes. Agnes, the OG. Thank it's you been for that. 84 years. Yeah. So she it's an inside joke. She that gift. From uh, Titanic. Titanic. Yeah, it's when, been 84 when we've years. been gone too long. Yeah. Well, it's been 84 years, but today is a new day and we're back. We so, are back. Um, yeah, we're pretty excited uh, to be back and we're really excited to get that voicemail. Mm-hmm. Um, if you wanted to leave us a voicemail of your own and you just want to talk about whatever's happening on uh, with, with Could It Be Us mm-hmm. or with Oak Island in general, feel free to call us 360 836 4549. Yes, you can also email us at oakislandpodcast at gmail.com. Yep. You can find us on Facebook at Oak 
Island Podcast on Twitter at Oak Island Pod. Yeah, aren't we on the gram? We are Insta? on the gram. Yeah. At Oak Island Podcast. Cool. <laughs> if you see, there's a trend there. If you really, uh, if you want some of our swag, some of our gear, you can also uh, do a little shopping. Yeah, like this over at Oak Island. Mug. Over at oakislandpodcast.com. Mm -hmm. uh, just click on the shop tab. You can contact us through there. Uh, all kinds of fun stuff. So yeah. I think that's it. Uh, it's almost it. We do have patreon.com ah, yes. slash Oak Island Podcast. If you'd like to support our podcast, um, even a dollar or two a month goes a long way. It's and uh, seriously. I know it's asking a lot to uh, ask for people, uh, ask for support like this from people because Momentary. it's it's not like an easy time that it's we're living not. through to you know it just isn't but um it's uh it would help us a ton to be yeah. honest it would just really would um so keep it going so yeah if you wanted to support us in any way uh, that is a great way to do it patreon.com slash oak island podcast um we have a, a new patron that joined this week Anne. so thank you so hey, much Anne, for doing you. so and um there's only one more thing I want to talk about real quick. Okay. Well, it's it's not like Oak Island or Happy. Oh, okay. So um, a lot of you already know. Um, I just wanted to throw this out there because uh, I just feel like I need to, to talk about it a little bit. Mm -hmm. My little sister was, um, there's no easy way to say that she was brutally killed uh, like a week and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And um, they did catch the person that did it. And he's in jail. He's going to be there for the rest of his life, which is great. It's been a really hard week on me and Deidre, like the last two last weeks. couple of weeks. And my entire family. We have uh, got a lot of uh, love and support from the Could It Be crew. Oh, um, my gosh. And so we, much. we can't thank you enough for all that. It's It doesn't go unnoticed. Like, I'm, I'm happy and smiling and stuff talking about Oak Island because I'm really happy to be talking about Oak Island because the last couple of weeks have just been basically the worst weeks of my life. And I'm just uh, getting to the place where I can um, to do this kind of stuff without uh, thinking about the bad stuff because it it's just been bad. But we, yeah, yeah, you have something. I was just gonna say we debated whether or not to come back. Yeah, especially after that happened, but we made a, a decision that it it made it us happy good. and it's good for us and we love our crew. And uh, we've received nothing but love back. So um, we're you. here. And uh, we just want to say thank you. Yeah. That's it. From we, the bottom of our heart. Appreciate it. Yeah. That was another thing. Um, we've, we, my family has a GoFundMe for my sister's final expenses. And um, a lot of our people have uh, donated. donated to it like a lot. And so I can't, uh, like I have goosebumps talking about it right now because um, I can't thank you guys enough. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, this next week's still going to be a little bit of a hard one for me and Deidre because we have uh, memorials to go to and it's not going to be easy and we may or may not be available for some of the stuff. Next week's podcast like this week might be uh, wonky and pushed a little bit further than we wanted it to. We're hoping to get these things out on Thursdays. Yeah. We talked about maybe doing them on Mondays after the episode airs in Canada. We would love to do that, but it's really hard for um, the majority of our listeners, our podcast listeners. And when you only give them a day to listen to it, that might be tough. 
you know, wow. because we want to we want them to be able to listen to it in America uh, before they watch the next episode. And that's really difficult when you only have one day to do that. And my work schedule on Mondays is probably not going to allow for that. Yeah. So. So. Anywho, um, I just want to say, you know, thanks for all the love. Thanks for all the support. We both of us feel it. My family, my whole family feels it. So um, didn't want to like uh, leave the episode on a down or anything, but um, we're happy to be back. We're happy to be here. We're happy that Oak Island is in our lives and that you guys are in our lives. So I just want to say thank you. Yes. Thank you. And I guess that's it. huh? Until next time. Could it be? Laird man. Laird man.